initiate startup process. Now, all the way live. Hey, yo, <laughs> y'all know what this is. Damn it, the most hip-hop and R&B. I want to introduce to y'all. It's the infamous. Call your friends and tell them it's going down now. It's going down. Woo! You understand that? It's It's live. Let's, Let's go. In five, four, three, two, one. Nation Live Interactive Series officially back. I'm your host, the infamous Amadeus. Make sure you follow me all social media platforms at the infamous Amadeus. And all the audio from this Boom Bat Nation Live Interactive Series is included in my FM radio show, The Infamous Hour, fully syndicated on multiple platforms. But you can also catch me on Sirius XM, Shade 45, every single Thursday, 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. On the Lord's Day special, now here at Boom Bat Nation Live Interactive Series, we bring in an amazing experience where you're able to interact with legendary artists, past, present, and future. We believe that, you know, paying homage to the legendary artists for the past is the way to pay forward for the people future MCs and uh the guy next to me i mean when you talk about legendary groups and artists and you get into that top conversation of who's the top artist of all time tupac shakur absolutely you guys have made it you know very clear even in my top five series that he's my number one artist and Edie, i mean i mean one of the closest guys to him welcome to boom bap nation live interactive series hey, thanks for having me man what's up everybody Luke. Uh, welcome to Boom Bad Nation. Now, now Edie, like er, early beginnings, uh, how did you actually become an MC and even decide to dibble and dabble into the music career? Man, I'm from a little town uh, called Coney Island, Brooklyn, man. That's why I was, uh, that's where I started at. Hip hop was everywhere in, in, in the 80s. And you know what I mean? And then I moved, I moved around. I moved to the Midwest. I moved to the West Coast. And, and hip hop was everywhere, even when I moved. So I just, I like to say I grew up with hip hop. You know, I mean, I'm born in the 70s. Hip hop started in the 70s, and it's just always been in my life. And so I was just influenced by the great and early MCs like Run from Run DMC, you know, Cool J, Rakim, Karis, one of the list goes on and on. All those guys inspired me to go ahead and do my own thing. Early on, you know, coming from the East Coast, um, I was heavily influenced by West Coast music growing up in the 90s. Now, you obviously grew up a little bit before me. When it came to lyricism, like, what was your definition of an MC growing up in Coney Island? Did you fully grow up in Coney Island? Like, how long were you there? I left when I was 13. Okay, so I moved, you were to moved to Minnesota. I moved to the Midwest. And so what happened when I moved to Midwest, I, I started hearing about other MCs like Too Short, The Ghetto Boys, NWA, because they wasn't playing that in New York. And so the definition of an MC to me, like the quintessential MCs was like Run, Cool J, Rakim, you know what I mean? And then later Kane. But those MCs was like, was game changers to me. You know what I mean? They set the tone for what future MCs would be. West Coast MCs, though, do they get enough credit? Like, because when we hit like the top five conversations and these type of things, I don't think they include them long enough, uh, that many in there. Uh, Nah, not at all. And it's, you know, me being an East Coast cat, I can say it for what it is. You know, in, in New York, because hip-hop started started in New York, it's a certain criteria for an MC for you to get respect out there on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. If you don't fit that criteria, back then at least, you wasn't even in the conversation. You know what I mean? And that was delivery, uh, delivery punchlines, cadence things of that nature but on the on the west coast and in other regions of america when when they did hip-hop that necessarily wasn't the criteria 
for a great MC. It could have been your storytelling abilities. You know what I'm saying? Your believability, like if people believed in what you were saying. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? How real you are. You know, your charisma, things that other things that became important on the East Coast later in the game, like now. But back then, in other regions, I learned just from experience, that wasn't the shit that got you, you know, the love that you thought you deserved just because you had the delivery and you had the punchlines. Everybody ain't wasn't wasn't drawn to that. Yeah. Um, the first time I ever heard Edie Amin in any sort of form was on the Holla Fahimi record, uh, the Tupac Shakur record. But before that, um, what was some of the grind to even get to that point, to even, you know, collaborate with artists that were already signed to labels and things like that? What, what was some of the groundwork that was put in? Man, it was a lot of, um, for, for us specifically, or you mean it just in general? No, just, just you, you specifically, for y'all specifically. Man, for us, man, Pac really put us through... Um, you know, training camp. I like to call it training camp, man. It was it, we put a, we put in a lot of work before we even got a chance to touch the microphone. You know what I mean? We did everything from roadie work, carry bags. You know what I mean? Um, beat us up, like just to be honest with you. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was security, whatever you call it. You know, we we did it, and because we was family, you know, we wouldn't have it any other way. We didn't want it the easy route. You know what I mean? And then eventually. We- I felt we was ready. We started to get featured, and our first feature was on the Me Against the World album, on, on Me Against the World and Outlaw. That's the first time the world really got a chance to have our voice. We was on a B-side to a single, mm-hmm. um, So Many Tears single before, you know, along with that album. But that's when the world, 95, really got a chance to hear who we were. And back then, we was known as Dramacidal. Pac questions are just scrolling through the chat, obviously. Um, you know, what was Pac actually like, though? I mean, we, we've got so many different variations of him. We, we, we've got the aggressive Pac. We've gotten the brother's got a baby Pac. But just as a personal friend of him, like, if you could describe what he was like um, as a person. Um, you know, I don't want to go into too much detail, but one of the more most genuine human beings I've met today mm-hmm. authentically him flawed whether you liked it or not he was gonna give you him the whole time no no cut on it no chasing the drink just raw and uncut you know what I mean and that and that was the good and the bad yeah, completely agree with you. Now, now, now during during what we heard hit him up and, and these type of things, they associated you guys, even him as West Coast artists. But, I mean, you, you are an East Coast person. Uh, did that bother you in any sort of way when it was just like, oh, you guys are from the West and you have no representation of the East? Well, I mean, it just, you know, I just understood at the time people didn't really know who we are. You got to remember, we didn't have social media. Like, so much information wasn't at your fingertips and wasn't privy. You couldn't go Google, you know, who everybody was and see exactly where they was from to have all that information. So people just assumed what it was, but we never hid that. You know, Pac is from New York. He's from Harlem. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm from Brooklyn. Some of us was from Jersey. Some of us were from the Bronx. So we was clearly East Coast kids. And, like, even moving around on the West Coast, like, we never hid that fact, you know what I mean? Like they 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 appreciated us for who we was, but and we accepted them for who they was, and it just it, it was it should have been a beautiful thing because it was about bringing everybody together, you know what I mean? But along the line, you know, uh, it got a you know kind of got a little bit out of out of whack, I like to say. Yeah, Y'all know, we ain't gotta go there again. 
we know the whole story, and, and we also know that there was a vision for an old an, an own record label by Mr. Shakur, and obviously you guys were in the forefront. So th- what we heard on the Machiavelli album, because you forget hit him up, but I was talking to you a little bit. We heard about your production on the Machiavelli album. Was that supposed to be kind of the setup for what was to come to bring out you know your own label and and that type of situation? Nah, yeah, and I want to be clear. I didn't produce anything on the Machiavelli album. That's where. I began to learn to produce because at the time, our main producer, Johnny J, the great, the late great Johnny J, rest in peace, who did classic records like Hit Him Up and uh, Hit Him Up, All About You, list goes on and on. So many classic records, how do you want it? Um, he had some business issues with Death Row, and so he left the camp. And and, and we just, uh, you know, we had equipment in the studio. We were studio, you know, we were studio junkies, man. We love to be in the studio as much as possible, and, and we had to get music done. So, you know, I just started banging out on the drum machine. Pac started banging out on the drum machine. And the record we worked on was a song called Bomb First. You know, Pac did some of the keys on that. I did some of the drums on that. And then we had another producer named Daryl Harper kind of make it all make sense. You know what I mean? But if you hear Bomb First, if you listen to that song, great song, but the, the production is not the best production you heard Pac rap on. But that was because that was us learning. You know what I mean? Like, if we got to still make songs, we're going to go ahead and do it anyway. And Pac was already kind of a producer of his own records because even when he would do records with Johnny J and other producers, he would be there, unless it was a Dre or a Daz or somebody on that caliber, he would be there telling them the elements he wanted in the song anyway between production and rapping did you find it dif- difficult at any point in your career to produce as opposed to writing i mean it is two different kind of mind frames with the production i mean they're, they're kind of similar because they're they're vibes but which one do you find easier and, and what are the similarities and differences between producing and actually writing absolutely absolutely production is what i love to do you know i feel like i'm i'm kind of 60% more of a producer and 40% a rapper, a rapper, even though I'm known more for being a rapper. But production is something that, you know, because I love music and I really study the art form, music as a whole, not just hip hop, you know, pro- producer comes easy to me. Even my records now, I might get tracks from other producers, but I put my whole project together. I mix and master my project along with my engineer. You know, um, I'm very hands on. And so, uh, you know, Production is definitely, you know, where, where my heart is, but 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 rapping is just second nature to me. It's like talking. Yeah. Oh, we're live right now. Facebook.com slash Boom Bap Nation. I'm your host, the infamous Amadeus. We have the legendary Edi Amin of the Outlaws. If you want to ask a question, you can put it in the chat or you can just jump on the Zoom link and you can actually come in and ask a question. Uh, so people have been asking in the, in the chat, just out of curiosity, we've seen many documentaries on Tupac, the Outlaws. Um, I actually saw something on UTV the other day, Who Shot Tupac. Out of everything that we've seen on television, which one is more true to life in your opinion? It's that outlaw, it's that outlaw series that we're working on right now. The new that ain't that's coming soon. The, the, because it's working from us. Yeah. It ain't cut in it. It ain't no middleman in it. It ain't nobody else in it. The story is authentic. And it's as real as it can be. It's, it's, it's gonna be as real as it can be because it's coming from our perspective. So unfortunately, it ain't out there yet. Well, let me add on to this. I, okay. I, if I would be remiss if I didn't say this. The resurrection documentary that came out um, a few years ago mm-hmm. that was basically narrated by Tupac was was authentic as well, super authentic. 
the resurrection documentary. Yeah. Moving past, you know, obviously Pac, you know, you know, he dies, we move on. Um, how difficult has it been difficult to navigate in the industry coming from that? Because there was a lot of negative tension in that time. So have you found any issues repairing relationships, obviously, um, and then moving forward? Yeah, man, you know, as you know, the, the, the running joke for a long time was that we was blackballed in this industry, mm-hmm. you know, because clearly we were a group that was that was quality enough to um to be on a playing field with everybody else. But, you know, we never bitched and complained. We just got it out the mud like you're supposed to do, man. We went independent in the early 2000s, had great success, continue to have success. We tour regularly uh, up until, you know, the, the current situation we have right now, mm-hmm. you know our independent projects pretty consistently so the money stays consistent you know we run our own show we write our own ticket man we don't answer to nobody so what more could you ask for yeah so can you pick the pictures for the fans um so so we heard don Columinati, the seven day theory and then we, we heard a, a bunch of other albums but what was the outlaw situation with, with death row records when you guys signed the death row under Pac? like how was that actually structured we signed Death Row under Pac. We signed a Death Row after Pac was already gone. You know, um, Death Row had a stockpile of a lot of our music. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we wanted that music. We wanted to have access to that music. That music was a piece of our brothers. You know what I mean? Because, of course, shortly after Pac passed, we lost Gaddafi the Prince as well. You know what I mean? Who was, who was a founding member of the Outlaws. You know, so... After those two tragic losses, we wasn't just willing to walk away from our music. And also strategically, you know, because we was on so much music and nobody owned our publishing, they really couldn't do nothing with that music. That music was basically at a standstill. They had to play ball with us, you know. And so us being students of the game, we started to learn. We started to understand what leverage means in the music business and how to use that leverage to attain the things that you wanted to attain. Mm-hmm. Um, we, lang- we, 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 we were stuck over there for a couple of years, but we eventually gained our freedom, and that's when we went independent and made all the money back that we might have lost being stuck on death row. Mm-hmm. Um independent back then, I'm not really sure how long you guys been independent, but uh, what are the differences between being independent maybe 10 years ago and being independent now? I mean, obviously you have more direct to consume. I was talking to Ari the Rugged Man about this. Um, so there was more direct to consumer now because of social media, but, but, but what are kind of some of the differences and the similarities between the two? Well, you know, for one, right off the bat, we didn't have any of this, you know, you didn't have the internet. You couldn't, you know, you couldn't go in your bedroom, crank out a project in two, three days and have it uploaded to the internet in 24 hours for consumption. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's super easy to get things done in the music business now. Um, the flip side to that is that it's super, it's, it's super crowded. It's crowded. It's a lot of rappers. It's a lot of content for the fans, for the consumer to sift through. You know what I mean? And so what, what ends up happening, whatever is getting the most attention or whoever's spending the most money on a certain project to get the attention is what people gravitate towards and people hear. The hardcore fans, the real fans, the, the, the real lovers of the music and the genre are the ones that sift through all that and get to what they exactly want. You know, um, to me, it's, it's a lot more money too. You know, and the, the independent grind back then was a lot harder because it was more expensive. Studio time was more expensive. Get videos done was more expensive. Travel was more expensive. So your overhead was a lot more expensive 
now. You know, now you get albums done, videos done. It's, 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 you know, you gotta, we got cameras in our hand every day. You know, I shot one of my videos on an iPhone on, on my homeboy's iPhone, shout out to Jane Wade. We shot the uh, shot the roller coasters video on the iPhone. You know, a lot of people don't know that because you can't really tell oh. that much. You have an eye, but like I just did that to show cats, my little homies, people that want to be in the game. Like, yo, you don't need a million dollars to get your content done to the people. You might need a million dollars to get everybody to hear about it. Yeah, but it's good. People gonna get to. It. Yeah. And one of the key uh, components is you don't have, actually have to press up physical copies anymore. Well, I mean, the physical copies are kind of they're, they're kind of resurrecting a little bit. I've been seeing cassettes and vinyls right before the, the Rona hit. Um, so physical distribution was obviously super expensive. I mean, Edie, I mean, we, we, you come from an era and you come from one of the most legendary battles of all time. It was about street culture and being true to life. And somehow in the industry, this concept has been lost. I've asked all the artists that I've had here from Coogee Rap to Naughty by Nature um, what they thought about this. Where does the disconnection happen between that era and the new era? where the street code and the original principles of hip-hop doesn't matter anymore to the younger generation? Well, hip-hop is just really just a mirror of what's going on in the streets anyway. And, and at its best and purest form, it's a mirror of what's going on in society. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it could be, you know, a theatrical representation of what's going on and not, you know, a show. And it's entertainment at the end of the day. We got to always remember hip-hop is entertainment. But, you know is lost in the streets to a large extent too, man. It ain't just lost in hip-hop. It's lost in streets, man. That's why the streets is the way they is now. You know, a lot of codes that we that we abide by, that we hold true to us, and, you know, if you consider yourself a street individual, a lot of those codes that went by the wayside as well. So, you know, again, to answer your question, hip-hop is just really a mirror of what's going on in society anyway. <sighs> it's amazing that we've gotten to this point, especially with social media. It's kind of like, it's not important to kind of be true to life, but you know, you've been around long enough. We have multiple eras of hip hop. We went through gangster rap. We went through, you know, auto tune. We, we've gone through disco. I mean, different things 2020 and beyond. What, what do you think music is going to ultimately end up? Man, I really just see, you know, um, the thing about hip hop is that it's uniquely it's it's uniquely American, man. It's it's it comes from the from the ghetto, man. You know what I'm saying? So the rest of the world is always gonna follow what we do over here first. But I gotta warn everybody, it's slowly starting to shift. You know what I mean? Because other cultures are starting to you know, do what we do and do it on a high level as well. I travel a lot, I see how much we inspire other races, other cultures, other nationalities, and they come in for the crown, man. And mm-hmm. if we don't keep innovating and keep staying one step ahead, you're going to start to see top MCs and top rappers coming from places like London or, you know. Oh, literally shifting from where they yeah. dominate from. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's coming. And also the, the, the emergence of female hip-hop stars as well. You know, I think we're definitely going to get our first, you know, um, multi-platinum. You know, I know we have Lauryn Hill, but I think it's going to be more on a consistent basis moving forward. You're going to see a lot more of these these ladies coming to get the crown as well and, and, mm-hmm. and, do they, and sell a lot of records. Why do you think it, it may ultimately end up that 
the most popular artist is not from America. Do you think because the lack of the importance of lyricism could be the cause of that? And it kind of feels like you kind of understand what guys are saying anyway, at this point, um, when you listen to the new music. So could that be the culprit? Like, where do you think this thing comes from? Yeah. Well, you know, I got news for you, man. The, well, one of, one of the top rappers, if not the top rapper is not American. He's Canadian. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And, well, and the three, the three top rappers, because it's the, I mean, there's three of them that are not from yeah. You know what I mean, so that shift is kind of already happening, and it's not by coincidence that it happened in Canada first because Canada is so close. You know what I mean? But right over the pond, we got we got the UK, and they got a whole culture themselves that you know is, is grimy, it's gritty, it's street, it's mm-hmm. it has all the elements that we had. It has pain, it has struggle, it has all of the same elements that hip hop had in the '70s and the '80s that made it become this behemoth of a, of, of a genre. They got it over there too. But I think, you know, to answer your question, you know, I think lyricism is becoming subject, sub- subjective. You know, your version of lyricism and my version of lyricism might be two different things. They don't make one right or, or, or the other. It's just what you like. I'm spending my money on what I like. You spend your money on what you like. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. I actually never thought about it like that. Um, I mean, you know, you've been on the West Coast, you've been on the East Coast. One of the things that frustrates me as, as a radio host and, and and a DJ is when I listen to guys in New York, I, I kind of feel like I, I don't, there's no identity. So, for example, you know, when I hear a West Coast record, I could hear, you know, you know Mac 10 told me he has a new record coming out with DJ Mustard. When I hear the instrumentation, I know it's West Coast. When I hear an Atlanta record, I know it's Atlanta. When I hear a City Girls record, I know it's from Miami. But why do you think New York in general has completely lost? Lost his identity when it comes to identifying the artist just based on what we hear on the instrumentation and so forth. I don't know, man. You know, it might be just, you know, fatigue. You know, New York was leading the culture for so many years that, you know, finally, you know, they took a break and said, let's, you know, let's follow something else. And also the 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 the, the fans' palette, their musical palette started to change. It wasn't no longer that everybody was gravitating to the latest, you know, record that came out of, you know, New York, no matter who it is. You know, mm-hmm. you know New York artists got to work a little bit harder. You being from New York is just not going to get you to look no more. It might get you to look in New York. But when you travel outside of New York, it's a whole nother story because now you got stars in all these other little cities. Atlanta got its own stars. You know what I'm saying? Chicago got their own stars. And I could go on and on. And this goes on and on. All these other places got their own stars. So they like. Yeah. Um, here at Boom Bat Nation Live Interactive Series, uh, we develop a, a program called the Punchline Academy, where we develop MCs. We put 39 MCs on national radio, and we bring MCs from social media to come here to Boom Bat Nation to rap for legendary artists. They go through a cipher, they're voted by judges, and they have to participate in a battle. And if they win, they get to come here. Right now, I have a guy who actually won, uh, Richie P from Connecticut. Peace. Yeah, what's good? What's going on, man? Office CT, we in here. What's up? We got Edi Amin from the legendary Outlaws here, man. Salute, you salute, Edi Amin, man. Salute, man. Big fan, man. Salute, man. I'm from that era. Oh, I listen yeah. to all that. Oh, I'm all Let's get to these bars. Do it. Yo, I say, yo, I'm back with another one. No, no. Hold on, hold on. No, no. Hold on. My fault. My fault, Amp. I say, yo, y'all got it messed up. That money, you supposed to keep it. This is just a taste of the album. I shouldn't leak it. You let them dudes take your medallion. That ain't no secret. School of hard knocks, man. We ain't go collegiate. You see, Rich, 
lower than usual, just strategic, killing everything that I'm on. I just decease it. My grandma used to iron my jeans with the creases, but now I got the iron and jeans just for the leeches. Boom, rapid fire. You rappers are massive liars, lack desire. She's sucking, pacifier. Yeah, flipping boats. We ain't playing no battleship. Playing with them sticks and we bringing them ladders in. Who asked for him? Floss hard, I'm the bar guard. Got everything you need like it's Walmart. Nothing but licks in my car lock. Hits like I'm ball rock. Sent out the ballpark. My portion of the large part. I'm back with another one. See, they think I lost it. So I gotta throw another beat up in the coffin. See, I gotta go and show these streets where the boss is. No, you're not gonna win. Too concerned about where the loss is. I'm trying to own a fortune. Y'all hustle for them crosses. Facebook live and seeing who could get the sauces. Every now and often, I come up with these hits, Kenny Lofton. Cutting like spades on the Boston. Oh, he got frames, but they fraudulent. Yeah, they place my name with the hardest. And when I just make it feel like August, yeah. For my people loading up an extra cartridge, huh? Hold the figures, cause we just collecting offerings, yeah. Swag dripping, you could say that boy a faucet. Quiet moves, about to bring the noise in Hartford. Bullseye, everybody get a target. Killing all this ish when I'm marching. Smith, light work, man. Richie P. Idi Amin, any thoughts? Man, I like the punchlines, man. You know, I like the cadence, the swagger, quintessential, you know, up top MC. Yeah, I'm rocking with it. Appreciate that, man. I appreciate that, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, half for CT, man. I'm, I'm holding it down. Half for CT, man. We in here. CT, yeah. Rich, Try Rich, that's right. Rich, Richie P, shout out your social media. Yo, Rich, Richie P860 on, on, on all social media, Highway Music out right now on all DSPs, man. All right, appreciate you. Uh, we actually have one more MC. Vince, can you punch the next MC in? Once again, it's Boom Bat Nation Live Interactive Series. I'm your host, Infamous. I'm Days. There's actually a Zoom link in there if you actually want to come in and ask a question. I've seen a bunch of questions uh, that I'll ask Edie once we're done with the Punchline Academy segment. Uh, uh, the Goon, is he ready? Am I ready? What's wrong with you? Are you ready? The Goon, welcome back to Boom Bat Nation Live Interactive Series. Uh, he, he was here earlier, Edie, I mean. Um, so, so the interesting thing about this guy, uh, he, he's very animated, and he actually came to a battle yesterday during, like, his dad's funeral. Like, it, it was something, even to still compete during that time. So, uh, The Goon, introduce yourself. Yo, D1 and only Goonberg in DC7, man. I'm a total fan of the Outlaws, bro. You just don't understand. I'm an outlaw. Yeah, I've been adopted outlaw for years, homie. I'm an outlaw for real. I could tell. I could tell. I feel the energy already. All right, get to these bars. Let's do it. Let's go, man. All right. I tell, Edie, I tell rappers, you think you better than me? You're delirious, Holmes. I love playing with words. I got a serious Jones. Talk ish, and I make my click blast you. If these dudes are nice, well, then I'm a disaster. I will kill you and body your man in the same night. I run through your hood, take your goods in the daylight. You could if you would, but you should take a rest. For Tupac, I'll shotgun Shug in the chest. I hire pistol poppers to plot and pop that you all. 
Perfectly peep when you pop a pop a pop and you pause. I'm poking, provoking punks who push it and pimping, piercing on punks, pinning them down with precision. Playing a powerful plot, take over like the piston. Puffing plants and planting people peeps without permission. Packaging peas on your property, pounds for pesos. Power players pay them pigs, keep police on our payroll. If Peter pick the pound, it's a profit who potent pop. Then Peter plans on paper with a player, pay a pope and a prop. I make a paper pick. Broke to the broken cold pick, pick the ice pick, you pick your pick. Powerful people, position partners in Pontiacs. Pave the way to pull up in a Porsche like where the party at. I'm preaching peace, before my peace, be preaching punisher. Personifying picture perfect, punking them, punking them, punking them. And they'll be given cause I'm robbing, robbing. So I am the difference between a goon and a goblin. Round of applause. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that was the goon. Any thoughts? You mean, man? Like, <laughs> like, must-see TV, man. Must-see, shout out to goon, man. Like, the animation, you know what I mean? The the, the punchlines, man. It's all there, man. You give, he give me heavy, heavy early DMX vibes, you know what I mean? Just with the aggression and, 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 and the gun talk. I f*** with it, man. I don't know why I f*** with it, but I do, man. Nah, he's super dope. The goon, real quick, shout out social media, real quick. D, what an only goon, Burgundy C7, man. Shout out to the Punchline Academy and salute to you, Edi. I mean, real talk, bro. Salute to you. I, 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 we, we got one more MC, the block forever from the Bronx. What's up? What's going on? What's going on? We back in the building. Let's get it. Yeah, PC got the legendary. Yeah, I mean, what up? In the building, outlaws. Uh, block forever, real quick, shout out to your social media. Block underscore forever on Instagram. Block underscore forever underscore on Twitter. Album out, out apartment thirty one on all digital platforms. Let's get to these bars. Do it. Uh back to the pot. I'm catching contact daily. My wrist swollen, whip stolen. Call it car Sunday. The onslaught crazy, prominence but dominance lazy. The politics of a dollar fiends dying the rabies. I can't call it. You think a killer service bad. He feeling murky, then we mur then we murking up Kermit's pad. You ain't a G, I can see you got that nervous swag. Smoke a little weed and say your nerves are bad. I've been on top, visionary, just playing cool. Line of scrimmage crossed the water like a baby pool. His guns for sale, had to show him what the AV do. He owe me money, rob your house and take the baby food. For higher learning, let the semi kill him. One flash, you gon' pass out like Wendy Williams. It went from free meats to free meat. It went from being on a t-shirt to retweets. Double-breasted hosted with the roaster list at three-piece. This that real street life. Knock you out your Yeezys, believe me. Let's get it, BX. Hold up, not forever. Edie, I mean the Bronx in the building. Super Bronx takeover today. Uh, any thoughts on that? Nasty, man. Nasty, man. It's still Look, water, appreciate man. that, appreciate that. that. Water. The tap water. I was trying not to curse, man. I was trying not to curse, man. Nasty, man. It's a tap water. Uh, Block Forever, once again, your social media. Block underscore forever on pretty much everything. Apartment 31 on iTunes, Title, all official digital platforms. Block Forever Radio on Pandora also. 
right, super appreciate it. Once again, Boom Bat Nation Live Interactive Series. I'm your host, the infamous Amadeus. We have the legendary EDI meme from the Outlaws. Um, people asking in the chat, what is the greatest Tupac and Outlaws record in your opinion? If you could pick one. I mean, there's been so many. Um, ju- just one record out of all that. I told you what my favorite record was, uh, Life of an Outlaw. Um, that That is my personal favorite record of the Machiavelli album. But in your opinion, you know, being there and recorded some of the records past and present, uh, w- which one is your favorite? Man, I'm going to go with the one we first we first got our industry, first industry check from. And that was a song called Made that made it to the to the uh, Super Cop soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Made, man, I remember when we did our part, Pot came out, Pot and lost his mind. Like, yo, that's what I'm talking about right there. So Made be the one for me. Edie, I mean, as a solo artist, how many solo albums do you have? Because I, I, I count like five or six, but how many do you have? Yeah, official official solo projects. I got, I got four. I did one earliest called a Stash Spot that wasn't like an official album. It was just a collection of songs that I just had, um, you know, in a stash. Some featured me more than it featured other people in the group. So um, I say four. It's the Hope Dealer parts one and two, and both the OG projects. Out of your solo projects, which one defines Edie I mean the most? Like, I mean, you know, we, we all have our babies. Like, so w- which one of those would be like your go-to project? Man, I'm gonna have to go with this one I just dropped, man. You know what I mean? Because it's a snapshot of me right now where I'm at. You know what I mean? As a, as an MC, as an artist, as a man, as a father. You know, um, you know, it's just me. It's my life on on, on for 40, 42 minutes. And um, it's it's uncut, it's authentic, and ain't and ain't no yeast put on it. You know, it's just what I love to do. Right now, at this stage of my career, I don't, I don't, I have the luxury of not having to do hip hop to feed myself. So it's it's for the love now, and it's super, it's it's fun again. You know what I mean? It's fun. It remind me of the days where you know I couldn't wait to get to Can Am Studios, the Death Row Studios, mm-hmm. and. and work on something new and and bump into Snoop and, and see dads and corrupt and do new, you know, it's just fun again. You know what I mean? And so that's why I, I would say this project right here, OG part two classes in session. When we scan social media, um, it, it kind of feels like, you know, the legendary artists are not acknowledged by, you know, even the, the, the media outlets that we would rely on back then, like, you know, double XL, the source. Why, why do you think, the legendary artists have become non-existent in a sense to these big media outlets. I don't know, man. It's like, you got to die to get the love, man. You know what I'm saying? Like all the love pop smoke getting all the love Nipsey got, you know, you know, um, juice world, the list goes on and on. These, these you, you, you die. And then everybody loves you and your records go number one and your streams go through the roof when all the while you was here. And not to say that those artists weren't successful while they was here, but they definitely wasn't on a level that they got to after death. You know what I mean? And so us as a culture, we got to learn to appreciate other things besides dying. You know what I mean? We got to appreciate living and appreciate these artists while they still here. That's why I did the song Roses. That's what inspired that song Roses, man. Give us our roses while we're here. Don't wait till I'm gone to say you care. Obviously, we lost some members of the Outlaws uh, due to various situations, but the members that are left, uh, will there be another Outlaws project? Will will we get to hear a body of work? And more importantly, are are there any unreleased records with, with you guys and Tupac? It's definitely unreleased stuff out there. It's, it's, you know what I mean? We ain't even really scratched the surface of, of, of 
what we really can go to. But as far as the Outlaw album, it'll be another Outlaw album when it's necessary, when it makes sense. You know, uh, you know. Shout out to my brother, Young Noble, and my partner, Dudes Dudes from from uh, Canada, from Toronto. They got a project coming out called Watch the Signs that's dropping tomorrow. So everybody out there, Boom Bap Nation, go support that project as well. You'll see us all on each other's projects all the time. But as far as the official Outlaw album, we'll do that when it when it when it makes sense, if it ever makes sense again. Yeah, on, on this new body of work that you have, uh, who produced on this project? Do you solely produce the project and work with different producers? Uh, who do we have on there? Now I work with a, I work with a few producers. Uh, shout out to you know local astronauts out here in LA. Mm-hmm. You know my guy Polly uh, Polly Boy Rob. He uh, did three records for me. One of them is the single Roses. Um, shout out to this young producer called Cali Valley, who's who's amazing he did two two records for me and then you know i bounced around i got another cat from toronto called old man 80s who did the song pch featuring me and burner you know shout out to my guy ai another dope dope producer out here in la who did easy call featuring me be legit and jay worthy so you know i like with up and coming producers producers that's hungry but really anybody that i work with on this project you know i gotta um give a, a, another special shout out to my guy Doughboy and, and and Doe Networks, you know, who kind of A and R my project. He, he, you know, he uh, selected certain tracks for me, certain features for me to uh, do, and that's the first time in my career I ever had somebody else, you know, in the studio along for the ride with me, saying, "Nah, I think you should. I think you should this one. OG, oh, let's 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 put that one on the back burner. Let's use this one instead." You know, just having another ear in there is, was was very, very beneficial to me on this project. I think like two, three years ago, I heard like an Outlaws record with Scarface. I can't specifically remember the actual record, but it was you guys and Scarface. And I quickly realized that you maintained the lyrical ability throughout the years, keeping the balls and be able to bounce. What keeps you sharp and, and motivated? I mean, in 2020, it's it's kind of weird because guys don't have any motivation to remain a lyricist. But you personally, what keeps you sharp and on point? Man, it's a combination of new artists and the older artists, man. I'm still inspired by people like like E-40, you know what I'm saying, who to me, um, you know, is underrated as 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 an MC and as a lyricist and just his business acumen and the fact that he can maintain relevancy all these years and pop up on these younger dudes' records. You know, he had a number one record a couple years ago with Big Sean. You know, that's amazing how many rappers that have been rapping since 89 can pop up on a record in the year 2017 and be the number one record. You know, that's very difficult to do. And, um, you know, it's no, it's, it's, it's no secret that it's not a lot of guys that can do that because it's very, very difficult to do so older cats inspire me younger cats inspire me but also life man you know what i'm saying just living life and being like i said a father you know a friend a fiance husband whatever you want to call it anything that we go through in life should inspire your art you know and if it if, if it doesn't then you might want to pick another career probably yeah. Boom Bad Nation Live in the Reactor Series. I'm going to host the infamous Amadeus. We're live on Facebook right now. If you want to ask Edie, I mean, a question, you can. Someone in the chat, I've seen it about a few times, uh, they were asking, is the story true that you guys rolled Tupac's ashes in a blunt and smoked it? Is that is that a correct story or a correct assessment of what happened? I'm going to answer that question with, check it out when the Outlaw Series is done and produced. We're going to cover all of that. Mm-hmm. Well, why, why do you think there's so many questions regarding like the mysterious? Because it's, it's almost like it's like to Elvis status. Like it's like people still like 25 years are still asking like, oh, you know, it, it, is he dead? Is he not dead? Was there a cover up? Like, why do you think that is? You think it's kind of the way that it played out? 
Yeah, I mean, you know, people need something to believe in. You know, that's why religion is so popular. Well, like Santa Claus, right? Like that. You know, people, human beings, man, they need something to believe in, man. Yeah. Um, uh, Edie, I mean, when it's all said and done, uh, the legacy of Edie, I mean, and the outlaws, uh, what do you want it to be? Yeah, I mean, you know, for us, a lot of a lot of the controversy, in my opinion, overshadowed who we were as MCs and as artists. You know, mm -hmm. um, shout out to the late great Hussein Fatal, in my opinion, one of the greatest MCs from the state of Jersey. You know, um, the late great Gaddafi didn't get a chance to really, you know, show the world his true talent. My brother, Young Noble, who's one of the greatest rappers to me ever. You know, t for us as a group. Like I said, the controversy, the, the 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 super huge, you know, bright light that is Tupac Shakur, you know, kind of um over overshadowed us as a group. And so, for us, I, me, I want our legacy to be that you know we took very seriously and we and we loved the craft and we loved what what it did for us and our families. And so, um, put put some respect on our name and like I said, give us our roses while we're here. You know, even though that probably won't happen. Our body of work would be appreciated years from now, but um, it's all good, man. I, when we out here in the world and we traveling around and we get so much love, it's hard for me to complain, man. You know what I mean? Like I'm respected by my favorite MCs growing up. You know, I had a chance to meet Run DMC eventually, and I had it, and, and to tell me they thought some of my work was dope. And members from NWA and all the cats that I grew up listening to, from like you said, Scarface, mm -hmm. another MC I actually grew up listening to. I eventually got to do songs with a lot of these guys too. So, you know, I could die tomorrow. Every every dream that I had as a little kid in New York has been fulfilled. I really don't got no complaints. Yeah. We we live in a super melodic era where most of the music is melodic, but you know, my opinion, I, I think that um that the melodic sound kind of embodied from the work you guys did, especially with Pac and, and the Outlaws. Do you think the credit is not shown enough? You talked about roses and things like that, but is the credit not credit enough to the work that you guys did? Uh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. You know what I mean? And, and of course, I'm going to come on bias because it's my team. It's my, it's, it's, it's my work. But I, I still feel like, you know, um, because we were considered a West Coast group, we was considered West Coast artists, that right there gave, dropped us down a couple of notches. You know what I mean? And it made people not really take what we were saying serious. But, like, the feedback we get from, you know, I, I, if I had a dollar for everybody told you know, for everybody that told me one of our records got them through the day, when they were at one of their darkest moments, I'd be a very, very wealthy man. You know, that's how many times I've heard it from around the world, different languages and dialects. You know, they understand this outlaw, and, they, and it hits them in a place that, you know, um, a lot of times some hip-hop don't go. You know, most hip-hop, especially when you talk about lyricism, it's all up here. But what Tupac Outlaws did was about hitting you right here. Yeah. Um, ha ha had the trajectory changed, let let's say, you know, deaths didn't happen. Do, do you think long-term in 2020, Outlaws and Tupac would have still been considered a West Coast group? Because, I mean, we, we kind of understand now that it was because, because of what we saw and the way beef had played out or whatever the case was. But you think in 2020, when, when it would have been all said and done, uh, do you think that still would have been the same? You would have been related to West Coast as opposed to the original roots? Um, 
You know what? I don't know. I, it's hard for me to answer that question. I think still to this day, a lot of people, you know, you know, like a lot of people think we all from Jersey. You know yeah. what I mean? Because you get some incorrect information on Wikipedia and like that, and 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 you know, people take that as 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 law. So you, I, I really can't answer that question, man. But I, you know, I, I like to quote Pac when he said, "Look, man, mystery sells. If they ain't talking about you, that's when you start worrying." You know what I mean? So let them think what they want. Let them come up with their own, you know, uh, whatever the case may be. It, it, it doesn't matter. The reality is always is always going to still be there. Yeah, round of applause for my guest, Edie Amin, the legendary Outlaws. Uh, we have a new project out right now. Uh, shout out your social media and let's talk about the project. Uh, uh, how many records do we have on it and uh, where they can get it at? Yeah, man, uh, the project consists of 12 songs. I ain't going to hold you long. It's only 40, 42 minutes of classical hip-hop music. You know what I mean? Every 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 coast is represented on there. Every uh, I won't say every style of hip-hop is represented on there because I do what I do best. And, you know, I stay in my own lane. But, you know, um, not to be cliche, it's just something for everybody on there. And I really put this project together for, for an older hip-hop palette, to be honest with you. No disrespect to the younger cats, but I wasn't really you know, trying to um, appease them. I was appeasing cats 30, 35 plus all the way up because I felt like hip hop has older fans. You know, it's, it's some of us in our 40s, 50s, 60s that still love it and still, you know, listen to it every day. And, you know, they need new content too. They, they shouldn't have to always be forced to listen to, you know, an old hip hop record to get that nostalgic feeling that, you know, feel, feel the love that we, we grew up having for hip hop. So, you know, that's all on there for the, for the project. You know, I got three videos that's out there on YouTube. Go check them all out. Just Google Edie, I mean, Edie Don. Edie Don O for L on, on Instagram and all my social media official Edie I mean on Facebook. And if all that else fails, you can just Google Edie I mean and anything will pop up for you. And I'm your host, the infamous Zom Day. This is Boom Bap Nation Live Interactive Series. Every single Thursday at 9 p.m., we bring legendary artists. I'd like to thank my guest, Idi Amin, for taking the time to talk to the citizens of Boom Bap Nation. Make sure you listen to me on Sirius XM Shade 45 every single Thursday, 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. If you listen on FM radio when you hear this audio playback, we're going to debut a new Idi Amin record. It's called Roses, correct? Correct. Roses, man. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Shout out to my guy, local astronaut, who did that beat for me. And, uh, you know, it's a message on there for, for, for everybody, man, in the hip-hop culture, man. Let's start appreciating each other and appreciate life a little bit more while we're still here. Yeah, we totally appreciate it. Uh, one last question. I saw an interesting uh, comment in the chat before we get out of here. Is there any artist that you haven't collaborated with that you want to collaborate with moving forward? Man, that's a great great question right there and I don't get that question asked a lot man so I, you caught me off guard man I really mm, that's a tough one right there man and part of the reason it's so tough is because I've, I've had a chance to record with a lot of a lot of great artists man but you know what I caught some of already rugged man's interview man and um he was talking about G-Rap and G-Rap was definitely one of my influences early in my career. I met Kane before I had a chance to meet Kane. I used to want to be in the Juice Crew, man. So I would say, you know, um, G-Rap, man, if, if I, if I could have did it, if I could have did a joint with G-Rap at his prime, I'm sure he'd have blew me away on the record, but I'd have just been happy as hell to be in the studio with it. You know what I mean? Because he definitely was one of the first cats that brought that that ultra lyricism to, to, the, to the forefront. 
Yeah, a piece of cool G rap. You can actually listen back to the infamous hour Boom Bap Nation Live and Act series of G Rap was my last guest uh, last week. This is uh, Boom Bap Nation Live and Act, the series every single Thursday, 9 p.m. Legendary artist. Anybody who wants to be on here, just hit me on the DM. It's going to go down. Uh, peace and blessings to uh, Idi Amin for taking the time. And shout out my guy Sinatra. That's my, that's my guy. Uh, hopefully, we'll connect soon and get some West Coast vibes moving. Yeah, Cabana Life Concerts, man. Be on the lookout for us, man. Be on the lookout for Rival Distribution. Be on the lookout for Milena. We got a lot of great things going on over here, man. Salute to you, Amadeus, for having me, man. I appreciate that. No, I appreciate you. Make sure every single Thursday, 9 p.m. here on Boom Bat Nation Facebook. And so we'll be doing some stuff on Boom Bat Nation. We have a special surprise for y'all tomorrow. So make sure you tune in and make sure you subscribe to my FM radio show, The Infamous Hour. Until next time, everybody, please stay safe. Stay COVID-19 free, of course. And make sure you log on to Boom Bat Nation. We're out of here. We're back live on the Infamous Hour. Shout out to all my listeners on multiple radio stations across the country. The Infamous Hour Days. Make sure you listen to me on Sirius XM Shade 45 every single Thursday, 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. Playing nothing but hip-hop classics. And when I'm playing hip-hop classics, a lot of guys have a lot of relationship questions. So I have two lovely ladies here, and they are definitely wired. If you don't know what wired is, uh, wired is a, 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 a term that we got from Yonkers when you drink too much Hennessy. Or oh, Ciroc. Ladies, introduce yourself to the listeners of the Infamous Hour. They heard me before. You already know Miss Get Adam. Miss Get Adam in the building. Hold up. You already know Miss Get Adam is in here. I'm here as a guest and I'm Ciara. Ciara in the building. Now, Ciara, where are you from, Ciara? I'm from Connecticut. Connecticut in the building. What's up? Miss Get Adam, 2019 or 2020 is a, a super different situation. I don't know what year it is because they say um, COVID. I, I canceled 2020. We well, went into 2021. Well, well, well it's named COVID-19 over a disease because the way they name diseases is by the end of the year. So, but but we it's never had, we never had COVID in 2019. So why is it named? One, you know, it is what it is. But in 2020, from it started. Oh yeah, you from right. 2020 you know relationship no, status. Absolutely right. In 2019, just not here. Yeah, yeah so, exactly. So Get the yeah, story. But, but, I mean, but, I mean, but it's weird because we're in America. We can't count what happened other places. Oh, I mean, you know, America's all I know, my 2020 is canceled. But ladies, I mean, I'm done with. I mean, how, how are we dating? COVID nineteen. I mean, it's different. We were quarantined. We're quarantined. You know, why I don't date because I'm married to you, boo. Oh, round of applause. Oh, lucky you. You don't do that, baby. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we can't curse the infamous hour, okay? But but if you were, ladies, if you were dating, how would we date in 2020? I mean, you got COVID-19. You don't know who's dirty, who's not dirty. Apparently, they do this online stuff. Well, wait, like, pre- previously, you have to worry about how many vaginas a man's mouth was in. But now you have to worry about who a man's around. Oh, Ladies, up in the DM. How do we date in 2020? Miss Gadam, how would we date? I would not know. I am so out of date. Listen, there's I would no not dating know. in 2020. Dating is dead. Relationships are dead. The whole everything just being personable is dead. Like person to so just like yeah, just, just a personal connection is just, just weird. Yeah, personal it's connections weird. Cause are everything dead. is online. And online is a new right, thing. But, but ladies, both of you, both of you are in a relationship. But you previously had lives that weren't in a relationship. So True. technically, hypothetically speaking, if you were single in 2020, all right, you were, you were quarantined for multiple months. Mm-hmm. Mm. You can't hear the gunshots, but there's a gunshot. You couldn't right. go outside. Yeah. We all live in the northeastern region of America. 
So how would we get him? Cuomo, we couldn't go outside. Mm-hmm. Well, we couldn't go outside in New York City. Everybody went to Miami. <laughs> now you cannot go to Miami. They are on fire. So where do you go? So where do you go, ladies, to get laid in 2020? Hypothetically speaking, if you weren't in your situation. Like, I mean, because ladies. Well, I'm going to be talking about person about, about me. I could go anywhere. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I could go anywhere, not even being conceited. Um, but I could just go anywhere if I wanted to get laid. Like, if you want to pick up anybody anywhere, I can. Yeah, but uh, we're dealing with a, a pandemic disease. Exactly. Everybody is dirty right now. So, how, so where do we go if you were single? Car wash. Car wash. Round applause. Because <laughs> I can clean you right on the spot. Now. Now, quickly, uh, 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 me and Miss Adam took a trip to Jamaica. And when I landed in Jamaica, they told me that there was a car wash named Scrub-A-Dub. <laughs> now, apparently, in this car wash in the girl Jamaica was a strip club. In the car wash. Round of applause. I was just a little confused. The, most, com- the most confusing part about, about this car talk wash about. strip club was that the girls were in a birdcage. Inside the club. So I'm like... They were in a birdcage. So how did you witness this as you're going through the car wash? It, it was weird, but... You I, have to go inside. But I have to tell you, oh. as an American citizen, I felt great. Right. Because one of our dollars was 101 of their dollars. Wrong so applause. they thought it was lit. And people throw in, like, what? money in the birdcage. Like, in the seeds. I cashed out $100, and it was lit. Like, it was seeds. Seeds and right. these girls <laughs> right. went Woody Woodpecker crazy. They were ready dollars. to do anything. Relationship, it was, it was really, really but relationship advice for my avid listeners of the Infamous Hour, Madison, Wisconsin on Mondays. Not for everybody. No, Colorado on Tuesdays. Here in Pittsfield, Massachusetts on Fridays, and Pennsylvania on Sundays. Ladies, relationship advice dealing with COVID nineteen. How are ladies supposed to move accordingly in twenty twenty? Single? How? How, how, how should be we real move? safe? Real safe. I mean, First of all, I mean, girls, caveat, hand sanitizer. I mean, is is it I mean, okay to still date? I mean, uh, is, is it like it's okay to date? But we just gotta make sure you wash your hands. But but how can you know where them hands been previously? You gotta carry wipes, baby, for them. And that's why you gotta you gotta understand that, that your pre- your previous yeah, you sanitizing yourself. You gotta yourself. carry wipes. Let me tell you a little secret about females. Females carry wipes wherever they go because when we use the bathrooms, blah, blah, blah. But now we got to carry them for the hands too. Yeah, but isn't it a little different? Because it's like before you only had to worry about where a penis went. Right. Now you got to worry about where your hands he went, was, who he was where you was breathing. Did he lay in the bed? But you, but it's not even that. Like, like what room, what, what McDonald's were you in? I mean, what? Where were you? Like, it, it's you a little go? different. It's like it's like getting in, like like. So now I, I just want to know, like, so is it like getting like a STD now? It's worse it's than STD. It's COVID nineteen. Round applause. Is it getting STD? Wow, that's just serious. COVID nineteen has a is officially feels worse than HIV, even though it's not right. But it feels worser because of social media. Mm-hmm. You gotta understand, like when H one N one hit, is heavy. when AIDS hit, mm-hmm. right? We didn't have social media, but social media kind of influenced us. But ladies, if you had to give advice to single women that listen to the Infamous Hour, 
Okay, over a million people listen to the Infamous Hour. Uh, what advice would you have for single ladies? Go back to someone that you already knew. Oh my God, round of applause. That's a good one, bro. And clean that talking to. Okay, so exes are a go in COVID-19. Exes are a go. Just wipe them down. But well, they still need to be sick. Listen, you're not going to be able to trust nobody. Ex, stranger. Wipe it down. person. <laughs> you don't know what nobody's doing. You, you don't can, know. So you got to just treat them like. It's like going backwards in a car wash. <laughs> you got to go backwards in the car wash. <laughs> just in case. Back up and, and move forward. forward. <laughs> Backwards yeah. in the car wash. So, so you gotta dry yeah. off and then wash dry off. Dry off and then, then wash off and then go right back <laughs> and come back out. Listen. And y'all be lit, ladies. That's right. my advice. Listen, stay to yourself in 2020. All right. 2020 and beyond, though, I mean, where do we go dating? It, feel, it feels weird. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, COVID 19 came out of nowhere. And, you know, we, we've all become like, uh, like uh, uh, hygiene freaks. Right. In so a how pandemic. You meet new people, right? I mean, I mean, how do you meet new people? And, and again, you're talking to an audience that's not in a relationship. So, I mean, how how do you go about I say meeting new people? It doesn't change. It stays the same. You know what I mean? We just all just a little cleaner. You just take a little bit more we time. We just all got a little bit of OCD now. Right. You it's take a all good. We just time. all got to be OCD. So, so are the standards for meeting a man different? It's not going to change. And, and COVID-19. I mean, but I think well, you got you to gotta think about it. Like half of... Half of the world's not working, so I feel bad for these men already. Oh you don't got no I was going to Was that mean? Was that Are you on unemployment? Are you getting that pandemic check? Yeah, and, and how big is your unemployment? Like, Oh, my God. Gonna, and they just cut the pandemic, so now we got to Listen, jobs are important because jobs are security. So, so ladies, I mean, honestly, does a stimulus check matter? thing. When you're dating a man For a COVID-19 a like, well, no, well, no, I, I mean a COVID-19 First of all I mean, nobody worries about stimulus checks I was going to say I'm not worried about the stimulus checks I mean but, but for as a single female, woman as, but wait, as a female Let's talk about single women who are in different days. situations than you Oh Pandemic hits, job cut off I would not be looking Even if I was not in this situation For anybody that's but, honest But, but, but it's, not, it's not about check. you I'm just saying in general Before you know women worry about the size of a man's package but now you have to worry about the size of a man's stimulus check. <laughs> Pandemic. Oh, unemployment There's check. no bread. It's outside. You, you can't go outside. Job security. Job you security. You can't go outside. So then what are you doing from inside? Are you just sitting at home, letting days pass, playing your video games? Mm. Or are you taking up one of these free courses for coding where you can sit at home on that same computer and make some money at least some part of this day? Oh, my God. Like you got to have, mm. a, you gotta have mm. a something kind of hustle. Like, I'm got sorry. Deep. God, I mean, you said you wanted me to. You're right. You're right. You're right, though. You're right. You got to talk to him. Now, now I, I got to ask you a quick side you. question. If I'm a You've had your mask on the whole day. Now, this is my first time outside, and I, I've been a little, you know, a, a little reckless because I haven't had my mask on. Right. Like, right. But you've had it on this whole time. Is it a subconscious thing? And, and do you feel weird, like, you know, interacting with people just in general? Like, is it a weird situation previous to No, COVID? I don't feel COVID has changed really anything besides us wearing this mask. And make us very clean and people. I keep it on because I lose it. 
<laughs> right? And you walk in one of these stores, and they're like, oh, you don't wow, got your mask. Wow, that was the most honest answer of COVID ever. So I might as well just wear it either on my chin or on my face somewhere because eventually I'm going to need it. So that's why. Yeah. I, just, I don't want to have to look for it. So we're live on the Infamous Hour. I have uh, two lovely young ladies uh, who are in relationships, but we have unrelationship advice. So, uh, Ms. Get Adam, Ciara, right? Is that yes, the name, Ciara? Um, last words for, for, for my listeners of the Infamous Hour. Relationship advice dealing with COVID-19. Mm, keep it clean. Ladies, remember what I said. Car wash going forward. Move it back. Go back again. <laughs> They already heard the whole conversation before that. It was a car wash, baby. That's what we gotta do. Car wash, COVID nineteen. It's not gonna give you some security. Then don't waste your time on it. Oh my God! Round of applause. You locked us in the infamous hour. Oh, ladies, any record we want to hear uh, coming out of this segment? Is there a specific song that we want to hear? I mean, anything freaky, anything uh, for my listeners that can't get freaky? I mean, just just one record that we could think of. Uh, think of one. I'm too old for this. I don't listen to the same music. No, th- this is an old school audience. This oh, 30, this, oh, this, oh this, I need oh. a baker. No, this is 35 and up. No, this oh, is not okay. This is not a trap. We don't listen to what Lolo Baby on infamous hour. What about some Jodeci? Oh, Jodeci, oh, hold baby up. Face. Matter of fact, you know what? Let's play. Uh, let's play. Uh, uh, Tevin Campbell, can we talk right here on the oh, Infamous Sound? Infamous Sound Dance. Get to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the Kush God Smoke Dizza. Shout out to my brother, the infamous Amadeus. You already know how we giving it up in these clubs, in these nasty, mean streets, and in the corporate radio thing. Keep it live, really. Back live on the Infamous Hour. Special thank you to my guest, Edi Amin from The Outlaws. Make sure you follow him on all social media platforms. He has a new dope record. There's a new Outlaws album potentially coming. And uh, make sure you follow him on all social media platforms. Right now, we're live in Pittsfield, Massachusetts on the Infamous Hour. And um, apparently, uh, no longer I'm a radio host because I've been put to work. Shout out my guy, Ricky Bats. Uh, he's in the building. Uh, Multiple video shoots going down today, and uh, we shot this amazing video named Nightmares. And I have uh, two very special guests in the building: Ricky Bats and Cortez. What's up? A lot of a lot of work put in today. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, the hills were different. The hills were different. The hills were different. Uh, uh, me, me and Cor was like, you know, we were confused, like where we were going today. Like, you know, you told me it was five minutes and. It was like nah. 17 and a half going up the hill. Like <laughs> You timed it? Well, it, it was weird for us because it's like, all right, so you told us we had we had like a golf cart. Yeah. But the golf cart didn't accomplish nothing because yes, the hard, no, the the hard part, the golf cart couldn't even go up. Like, it was weird. Like Really? Yeah. I wow. mean, Cortez could, could chime in on this. Like I didn't fall. That's all I'm happy Bro, about. Applause. I didn't fall. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't bust my... That's it. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it, it was an adventure that we got, you know, great a great result. And I think that uh, we always gonna talk about this video shoot. You know that, right? Oh no, this forever. This is forever. Like yo, remember this? But yeah, yo, <laughs> this is lit. Yeah, this yeah. forever. Well, guys, we have this record called Nightmares. Uh, right. What's the concept behind this uh, this record and this video that we have coming out? I don't know, man. It's just something spooky. I think it's something spooky, man. And uh, the the song, the beat in some areas is is produced by Paulie Cicero. And um, it's an airy type of beat. So we just put our street music on it. And, um, you know, what we talk, we talk our stuff. And um, 
It sounds funny talking like that. You gotta talk clean, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well we, we you know, we we put we put some great music on it, met some great lyrics and um you know, we shot the video, man. And uh and I appreciate you coming out to doing a video for us. You know, shout out to Haz, but it was it, it was an amazing but amazing video and um the record, I think the the video is just a projection of the song. That's it, it was easy to work with. Cortez, I mean, you've done a bunch of videos. We have that record mm-hmm. with Method Man going crazy. Uh, what makes mm-hmm. this, this uh, record different? That's my from joint. Some other joints you have. I, that's that. That's the one thing I'm gonna salute you with, Bats, because yeah, the song is eerie, right? It's got a, it's got that it's got that real feel to it. The beats hard. You get what I'm saying? It, it, it it's got a classic nostalgic feel, but it also sounds current. Yeah. To capture that. Even though it was a crazy thing, though, I think, like, those scenes captured that. You know what I'm saying? Like, this wasn't the regular, we on the block, chilling, you know what I'm saying, and, and and type of video. It wasn't that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I really feel like we created art today. So, like, I got to salute that. I feel like this record is crazy. The vibe is crazy. I, all the feedback that we get from it is crazy. Mm-hmm. So now it's just like, all right, bet, let's run. You know what I mean? And, and we spoke about this before, like, yeah. I had told him, like, yo, son, what's up? I could put that on my joint? Like, <laughs> like you know, so. Yeah, he took facts, too long. Facts, <laughs> facts. <laughs> he took too long. Uh, I needed that. Shout out <laughs> to uh, DJ B. Nice. He's in the building yeah, right now. He, contr- up, he up, controlled the lighting today. Uh, the lighting concept uh, for this video, multiple colors. Uh, we, we, we did a bunch of red and blue, and we changed it up. Uh, yeah, you know, how do we light a video like this uh, from that perspective? Yo, like my man Cortez was talking about, man, we created art today. Like, today was a movie, mm-hmm. so, you know, today we had the concept of, like, everything was, you know, gory, everything was a nightmare, you know, so we just tried to bring people into that into that setting, you know what I mean? When you have a nightmare, everything's kind of foggy, you know what I mean? Everything, you can't really Dreamish. see everything the way that you want to see it, you know what I mean? So we definitely brought that to the video with the color, with the strobes, you know what I mean? Paint the colors right. Yeah, uh, gentlemen. Uh, since last time we've all kind of met, uh, life has changed a lot. Uh, you know, we, we came from a, a era where we was able to interact differently, and now moving into August, September, things are different. Cortez, I mean, come from the battle rap world. Uh, how are we moving with COVID nineteen disease control? I mean, it's different. You know, yeah. I, yeah. I feel like a lot of leagues have been stuck since it. You know, and a lot yeah. of leagues haven't even put out any product, but. If there's one thing that's been moving, URL's been moving. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to salute them on that. They've continued to have events. Uh, they they have a 25,000 tournament going on. They worked out things with caffeine, and they have their own little system going now, but they're able to feed the battle rap culture right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's a huge thing. You know what I mean? But as far as the battlers, yeah, it's, it's, it's a hassle because we can't get booked as much. You know, we got to make sure we pass certain testing for us allowed to be travel. The minute we start traveling too much, you're getting phone calls, people asking, like, they really on it. They track your history right now. So, yeah. you know, we got to move smart. So, yeah. I mean, are, are there right any bag. concerns, though? Like, you know, I mean, um, you come you from. spitting in people's faces. But, but that's what I'm saying. You come from that era where you just literally, like, on top of each other. And now it's like it can't be that way. So, you know, as an MC, are there any concerns for the avid listeners listening? Like, oh, my God, I'm watching this battle rap. I see Cortez battling this guy or X, Y, and Z battling this person. Um, you know, just as a human being, yeah. so, you know. I mean, I, I just want people to know that what we doing as far as giving people entertainment, these are the risks we're taking as well. Now, granted, the leagues and and 
there is a certain system where we get tested every day. When we get out of town, when we come in, before we enter a venue, there's certain things that are on the spot that they're doing. So they are implementing the right procedures in order to keep things going. Mm -hmm. But we still taking risks at the end of the day. So mm -hmm. we want the fans to know that. Look, look we're still going to give you all a certain product, and we're not going to uh, risk our lives doing it, but we kind of are. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And it's just like, yo, just respect entertainment. And, you know, sometimes you got to do things like that to make sure a certain culture grows. And where battle rap is going right now, we're trying to just push it to that next level. Yeah, push the envelope forward. And uh, Ricky Bass, WBLK, Star 101.7 on the FM Dow every single uh, Friday, uh, 6 p.m. to 11 p.m. Mm -hmm. And, of course, we are on multiple FM stations around the country. As an FM radio host, uh, how are we moving with radio? I mean, Sirius XM is shut down to 2021. Boy. Not 2021 New Year's Eve, summer 2021. But on the FM radio side, I mean, how are we how are we operating? You know, people are used to hearing the radio host live, interactive guests. Uh, you know, I mean, was, advertisement. I mean, I mean, what are we doing moving forward? Well, we're gonna get some more advertisements. You know, but now that we syndicated through Live 89 FMs and uh, other FM stations, and um, I think that we, you know, we just go out there and get the get the sponsorships. And uh, we just turn the whole the whole station around and make it into uh, somewhere people want to go. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Make it a hub somewhere in, in this part of Massachusetts or whatever. I'm from the Bronx, but you know I've been out here for a long time. Yeah, and um, um I've been operating. This is like home base, and there's a lot of talent out here. Mm -hmm. And um, I've been putting some talent on out here, and I just I I just see it growing, man. Yeah. You know, I see it growing, and I see that I'm working with younger artists. And just becoming, you know, just elevating in the music industry. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Batch, you, you have an amazing resume. A uh, bunch of artists, uh, Uncle Murder Mano. I mean, your, your resume is impeccable. Um, and you took a little hiatus away. Uh, do you find it difficult to to kind of jump back into the scene? Because you know, me and Cortez was talking earlier, and it, it's mm -hmm. like you know, the music travels faster, so you have to put out more projects. You know, um, to take such a hiatus off and then dive back in, do you find it a little difficult uh, to come up with this record nightmares and and, and navigate nah, this the is industry? I was, I still was dabbling. I had little records here and there, but I wasn't, you know, it wasn't like a big promotion. It wasn't like a big, big video shoot. You know, it was just like shoot quick freestyle, you know, or, or release a record just to, just for my, you know, hardcore fans, you know, freestyle stuff like that. But you know, now I just dropped the project, the Batch Wave, the Tsunami, and um, um, it's everywhere right now, and it's, I think it's, I think it's a dope project. Well, got mice on on there. Got goods on there. Nick Guns. Nick Guns on there. Show my man Nick Mo Guns. Money. I produced that yeah. record. Round applause. Yeah. Yeah, I produced that record. So, yeah. So, you know what I mean? It's, and I got a whole bunch of music, man. I got like four albums done, man. Um, you know, Visions of a Prospect is still coming. Mm -hmm. You know, all the records is done. It's just in the, in the, in the mixing and mixing process, you know. Yeah. But uh, uh, I think that I got some great music and the best ain't, you know, get the, you know, I ain't here yet. Yeah. Just Cortez, uh, throughout the history of rap, uh, battle rap for some reason has a stigma that battle rappers can't make records. Um, I mean, there's very few. You know, you consider maybe Lloyd Banks, uh, Fabulous. Uh, but why do you think, generally speaking, battle rappers get that persona among them that they can't create music? Because there were some battle rappers that couldn't make music. <laughs> Let's keep it around. Yeah, like. Like you gotta keep it a, a, a stack, you know. 
Gunshot. Some of them was dirt. It is what it is, you know. But I will say this, right? I feel like I'm I'm a seasoned artist, mm-hmm. not just a battle rapper, but a seasoned artist. And the reason I see that is because I have a story. I have something I could talk about. I feel like a lot of those guys, even though they the the records were not good, they were very young, found on these DVDs battling, right. and they were trying to learn how to still make music. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And they really had no story to talk about anything to talk about. And they they nice. They could rap. But we all know if if you're any artist understands that there's a time when you can rap and then there's a time when you got something to say. It's like a completely it's a different. different thing. Yeah, completely it's, a, different, it's yeah. a completely different thing. You can rap it's good. Yeah, you can yeah, you can rhyme words. You're very imaginative. Great. Kudos. I'm not getting any food for thought. And then when you're able to take those things and really talk about something with it, that's like when you become more of an established artist. Mm -hmm. That takes time. You got to go through things, you know? So some of those guys got thrown in the fire because they had a rap battle somewhere at 16 years old and everyone saw it, you know? And then now they got it. Now everyone's expecting from a song. It's going to be hard, you know? But I feel like now... Like, my class of battle rap, like how we've taken battle rap to a whole new level with this whole social media wave and and, and everything like that. So, I feel like that has made it to the point where we are our own brands now. Yeah. So, the fact that we're our own brands, we don't need a label to try to push us. We just put out our content you know, and and, and, and yeah, and build that fan base like that because yeah. we have the notoriety. Yeah. Would you say though, like in your personal opinion, that I mean, preparing for a battle takes a lot of time. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you have to prepare rhymes for multiple times. You know, what I mean, multiple weeks possibly. Yeah. Uh, w- would that technically affect the way you write a song? Affect the way I write a song? No. Well, not Will you. Affect- I'm saying in general. Just, just general battle rapper who may not be as seasoned as you. Uh-huh. And uh, they have to prepare for a battle, and their battle's three months away, so they may spend three months just writing a battle rap as opposed to writing records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happens. That happens. You Sometimes you got to shut everything down, depending on who your opponent is or the moment is or the type of bag you can get. Mm-hmm. The sponsorship, you might sit there and like, yo, I can't do nothing. I got to lock in. I got to know these things. You got to understand, we're in an era where it's microwave. Like, people want everything right, 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 right now. And we're the only rappers in the world that can go on a stage with 3,000, 4,000 people. They pay $100 to hear me rap with no beat, no catchy melody, no catchy hook, nothing. You're you're going there to be entertained by what I'm about to say. Mm -hmm. Not something you know that you've heard a million times. No, mm-hmm. this is the one time I'm going to rap these rounds and you're never mm-hmm. going to hear me rap these again. Yeah. You understand? So it's like if you can entertain people like that, you can entertain people like that, then it's like, okay, you got something. You know what I mean? So yeah. I look at it like, yeah, when it comes to that time, you got to do that. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, Mr. Bats, uh, as, well, as well documented, uh, your jail life, it, it is what it is. Uh so apparently in 2020, uh, street culture and hip-hop means nothing. Yes, I know. Apparently you could buy a number one slot on Billboard. But apparently being a real guy means nothing. I mean, as someone that's put time in, uh, you know, what's your opinion it on this? sound to me. I mean, just, I mean, your opinion. So, so my opinion is, you know, is, is the game is the game is all screwed up. You know, uh, we ain't going to say any names because, uh, you know, we ain't going to get no publicity. And, and people doing records, 
people doing records with people like that that that's just screwing the whole game or they see it as no a business no accountability like you got to have some type of like some some type of morals or some like yeah. you know i mean the situation whatever what however they try to like put it wherever they try to put it and justify having no no loyalty in 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 telling and snitching and stuff like that is it's you, you really can't can't justify that. Yeah. But I mean, who technically is the blame? The blame for that? Do, I, do you blame the younger artists or do you blame the older the older generation for not instilling this in the younger generation? Because, you know, I remember right. I remember when I came up, you know, the OGs enforced this, like, in your neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, th- if, you did so, if you violated in the hood, they washed you. Like, they really violated you on your block. You see, but now in 2020, like, it doesn't well, matter in anymore. My, in my era, in my era, that's what that's what happened. Well, not wherever that's what happened. But, you know, but my era, we went to prison. We went to, you know, some, some died. Some was drug addicts. So it was like we never even, like you said, we never taught that generation. You know the next generation we're above us. Too much of our own. So yeah. inject the next Yo. generation. The next generation. Yeah, we're doing too much of our own. The like next. No the guidance. next generation now. Their kids is the kids as well. Yo. The generation under me is the generations. I think that that their kids right now, the younger kids, the fifteens, the the sixteens, mm. they're wilding now, because my generation, the one under me, under my age, is probably like the twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven yeah. around that. Yeah, and um. And I think that they don't got a hold on their kids right now. It, it, it feels weird. Uh, uh, Cortez, I often struggle um, as a veteran New Yorker to to feel like uh, when I hear music in my city, like I feel like I'm in my city. Um, I don't know if that makes any sense. It's like, you know, like I, I don't feel like when I'm in New York, I hear New York records. Uh, and you're from Brooklyn, and Brooklyn is kind of leading the way in this uh, new drill sound, this type of sound. I mean, are you with it? Uh, you feeling the drill sound? Do you feel like it's a little off or, you know? I'm not going to lie. I, I kind of like it. I kind of yeah, like it, too. but I like certain artists. Certain you know artists. what I'm saying? Like too, yeah. certain artists, I get it. Now there's got a lot of copycats, but that's what happens just in the game in, in general. general yeah. Whatever hits, you know. But you got to look at it like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hold my city down. Like Brooklyn, you still got to understand we had Bobby, we had Roddy, yeah. you know what I'm saying? We had Pop Smoke, we had certain things already like just coming out the borough. You know what I mean? People that will actually do it. You got Chef G, you got uh uh, you know, like all of them, like like. Those some things people yeah, talking Sleepy Hollow, about. A bunch yeah, of Sleepy them. Hollow, mm-hmm. his new right. project Fire. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like I look at those things and I say, okay, cool, I can learn from this. Mm-hmm. I'm a rapper, I'm gonna learn that too. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna see how they putting this together, you know, and that I can appreciate it from certain artists. Yeah, you know, uh, one of the things that I hear like when I'm on the radio, uh, I think people out of town. One of the things that they find too repetitive is the is the ad libs. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know if if you hear Fabio Frango, then you hear thirty one, yeah. thirty other artists do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, do, do you, but what do you think? Like in your opinion, is it pressure to follow the FM radio format? And and the FM radio format that we are right now is different from Hot ninety seven and things. Do you think there's still that type of pressure? And then they you know you could be independent. You don't actually need radio anymore. Yeah, but so, I feel like. Uh, feel like these young kids don't care about radio. They care nah, about they these don't. SoundCloud numbers and they yeah, care about they, they care about these Spotify numbers. And that's it. it. Like they gonna get that check. Like 
that's one thing I can say though. That this younger generation is figuring out how to get to the bag. Mm-hmm. Without without radio, without, without yeah, labels, yeah, yeah, like just regular in the hood, like mastering his hood, going to school, dropping a single that morning. Everybody in the school is playing mm-hmm. his joint. But then next thing you know, he's got a hundred k views in yeah, three days, simple, yeah. and he's the man in his little hood. And he shoots the video after school by Friday, and it's lit for him. Word. You understand? Right. And then next thing you know, they and then next thing you know, they getting IG. You know what I mean? They getting they getting skits. They getting all that, and 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 they get to it. You know what I mean? I feel like this generation understands this more of a brand than just being a rapper. Like, yeah, I'm a singer. Right. I'm a rap. I got this little hook. Yeah. But then I'm going to do the comedy skits. And then I'm going to do this. Boom, boom, boom. And I'm going to get... Uh, and these kids get to it. Mm-hmm. There's other things you do. Yeah. So I respect them on that. They hustlers. Yeah. Uh, a general uh, question for all of you. Uh, you know, we have a new boom bap a generation coming out. We have the Betty the Butchers. We have the 38 Specials of the World. Um, we have a bunch of guys. Why haven't we gotten anyone to cross over on Billboard? Billboard defines the sex. So, uh-huh. you know, I mean, I, th- I think people get confused, like Spotify, iTunes. I mean, you, you are successful line. based on what Disney. you do on Billboard. So why haven't we gotten there yet with the boom bap sound? With the boom bap sound, I feel like it's not promoted enough right. on the right platforms so that the culture can grow bigger again. You know what I mean? When hip-hop in the 90s, when that boom bap started clicking, it got the right push. And then it hit mainstream. And then it becomes mainstream. Like, people forget that we still dictate what is mainstream. Drill is now mainstream. And it's it wasn't because they dictated yeah, it, it that way. They pushed it that way. You know what I mean? And it's got to be the same thing with the boom bap nation. Like, it's got to be the same thing. You know, but I feel like we have to understand our lane. A little wiser crowd, a little older crowd, right. which ain't nothing wrong in hip-hop. You know, a lot of people think, yo, man, you, you got to rap until you're 30. Like, nah, like, understand you, you that go. there's people out go. here. You can, huh? yeah, you can go. Yeah. Past yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you get past that, it's really when you become the better rapper. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're more you experience. get what I'm saying? Yeah. Right? Right, right. yeah. Like, imagine you think about Biggie or you think about Pac, right? And they was 25 when they when They, when they, they when dropped they died. all that. Yeah. Right? So imagine what they would be saying now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You look yeah. at it like that, it's, it's different. Yeah. Really think about that. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But then with some kids and some real knowledge and stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I mean. I think I think right now we ain't getting that play on the billboards because we don't got the face. Like the real face of of, uh, uh, of, of hip-hop, of our culture. Yeah. I mean, but you got Benny the Butcher, but he's the closest of well, I mean, I, of I, that. But you could argue that Westside Gun would be the face. Westside Either Gun one. They're still Westside in the same Gun home. Fly, but Westside Gun is murder. technically... I mean, Butcher, Butcher's the face when it comes to the bars, but Westside Gun is the face when it comes to corporate. Like the marketing. Of course. I mean, merch, he, he, I mean he's the reason why any of this is possible with Boom Bat. Like when you hear the Rome streets of the world, when you hear Flea Lord, when you hear... I mean, it's all based on Westside Gun. And he's putting out the most projects, too. He is. Yeah. But, but would, you, would you say that... I mean, it's not against anybody, but... You know, possibly because he's not the best lyricist. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah, he is that dope. that hurts. He's, he's, oh, I mean, well, well, he's dope. He's dope. Well, with the voice and just, I mean, it's hard. It's point. hard for you know Middle America. You know, yeah, to, to, relate, to latch on to that, like to grab onto that. But I feel like he's also so unorthodox. It's like the ODB. Like, like yo, you gonna market me because I got yeah. 
this Hermes painting. You got that type of thing, yeah. Of a a Hermes, I don't know. Like, you know, he'd be mixing art and just, yeah. yeah, Hermes with a Glock and and, and he'll have that and he'll be like, yo, you know what I mean? I call this, you know what I mean? Yeah. Lisa's father. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you know what I'm saying? And he'd just be like, yo, like, okay, cool. You're twisting on some ghost face. Yeah, ghost face is yeah, like, yeah. What? He's got the ghost, the ghost face, like the flamboyant. Yeah, uh, like that's that's his style. Making up his own, his own, his own words and stuff. Yeah, but don't uh, sleep on Conway either. Well, no, Conway's dumb, nice. No, I mean, we don't have to say Conway. He's he's dumb, nice. Going dumb. He's dumb, nice. But West Side Gun has become the face, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the corporate market. So that kind of leads to 2020 and beyond. I mean, music changes every 10 years. I mean, we're all old enough to see music change yeah. as many times. Uh, when hip-hop changes again, where are we going across the room? Uh, be nice. And, uh, so I was going to say before, everything's got its time. and Things come back around. You know what I mean? So as far as the Boom Bap Nation and everything that's going on over here, it's going to come back around. You know what I mean? Right now, everything's being looked at as underground. But, you know, Like you said before, it's only underground until it gets pushed mainstream, mm-hmm. you know, and there's a big following for that right now. And especially with what's going on in the world today, I think Boom Bap definitely has, you know, a lot of ears that are going to be looking for it coming up in the next mm-hmm. couple of years. Yeah, that's how, that's exactly how I feel. I feel like after the way everything's been going on with COVID, with the social injustices, mm-hmm. I feel like uh, there's a curveball coming back around to lyricism and to actually having something to rap about, mm, right. you know, I Content really behind your balls. yes, right. yes, I really think uh, people are realizing when you're on social media and let's say something serious is going on, and you see somebody post a selfie or you see somebody promoting their album, and you sit there and say, "Dog, nobody's even trying to deal with this right now." Yeah, do you right. see what's going on? Yeah, because outside got canceled. Yeah, so yeah. how can you? Yeah, yeah. How do you, you know, not know this is going on? Why would yeah. you post it? Nobody cares about this right Club now. Bangers but ain't but it. but yeah. you have to be able to connect with the with the people at the time. Like those are the what the great musicians are. They all connected with the people at that time at that era. Collaborated with each other. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like yeah, they collaborated with know, each other. There was New York was. You know, together, Boston was together. You had these cities that was just all vibing with each other, but especially New York. Mm-hmm. And I think, like like you said, it's coming back in time because even back in the days, like in the 70s, 80s, you had them wearing these skinny pants and these funny feather hats and, mm-hmm. and all these little suspenders with funny hip-hops, yeah. you know. And it went, to, it went to the Big Daddy Kane era and the yeah. Run DMC. They switched it over. Right. So it may turn around to that again, you know what I mean, to the fun rap. Mm-hmm. That's when that's when it was fun, you know what I mean. So it's it's I think it's just everything is in rotation, bro. Me personally, I think the conscious rap may come out because of the social injustice, right. and, and and you know we've never had that before. We never had the comment in the forefront. We never had the Talib quality in the forefront. Um, Cortez, you think that may happen? You know, we may get a conscious rapper. I think that uh, that can definitely definitely happen. Um, briefly, like uh. Rest in peace, my brother Meg, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, after he passed away, I had a battle. And in my third round, I broke down everything that was going on in, with the world and, like, how my man, one of my closest friends, died from COVID and all that, right? Yeah. But the reaction online went so viral. Boom. <sighs> no one cared about the battle. Everyone just cared about that verse. Yeah. You understand? So, I 
I see it already. Like, yeah, they're attaching on to what they're feeling right now and yeah, what they're the going emotions. through right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Little so emotions, that is yeah. definitely, definitely where where it's going. You know, you know, Cortez and Bats. Uh, so we have this record of Meg, and um, I mean, and we've been seeing it on social media. You know, you know, who was Meg, and uh, you know, what did that mean to you guys, uh, personally, and, and and what was the impact that that he left? Well, Meg, um, Meg was doing a, an event in Brooklyn, Hold Your Own. I think it was like two, three years ago, right? The first one. So he reached out to me. He was following me. He's a fan of my music. And he reached out to me to go perform. So, you know, we went over there. Me and the squad, we went over there. We performed. You know, we got the vibe with Meg. And, and Cole was there. And, um, you know, and I just stayed in contact with Meg. And I used to go out to Brooklyn to his shop, to the booth. And, and we used to vibe and um, talk about music and talk about, you know, the the experiences of of being incarcerated, and uh, you know, and it was just we we, we was we was chefing up a, a record, and um, that's that's coming out soon. But um, you know, his untimely passing, you know, he he's not going to see the 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 blessings of uh that record we did, and um, he was a great brother, man, and and you know, rest in peace, and you know, and and we still gonna uh. Hold his memory, you know. Keep keep his memory alive. You know, hold your own. You know, big facts, uh, big facts. I mean, Meg was Meg was the OG. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like he understood. Like, he was the glue. Like, like everybody. Like, he knew how to understand that. Yo, these people need to vibe with this. These two be good. These two, and he knew how to control everything. Like, keep everybody in line. You know, and that's like rare. You know what I mean? And those are things, those are gems that I pick up from him. You know, and then when he and I will be alone, you know, I'm a person that's been in the forefront. I've had my, I've been on television. I've yeah. done a lot of things. Yeah. So like, when I get in the car with him, not a lot of people is gonna be able to tell me something that I sit there and be like, Yeah, it means different when it. Yeah, you know, when he yeah. and I would converse, I'd be like, Damn, he thinks different. You know what I'm saying? And, like, he would throw me little gems. Like, like he wouldn't tell me he sees a certain interview. But let's say he saw a certain interview. Mm-hmm. And he was like, maybe I could have handled that interview better or something. Mm-hmm. He won't tell me. He would we'd be in a car and he'd, in a whole different way, be able to make me think about that. And then I'd just be, and then he'd be like, so, you know, the next time that happens, you know, this is how you should move mm-hmm. type thing. You know what I'm saying? I'd be like, okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? But it was just like. A great respect, real, genuine, real mm-hmm. love. You know what I mean? The feedback. And, yeah. The and, feedback. And, and, and he was nice. Yeah, he like, was nice. he was nice. Like, the music was there. Like, I was like, and he was fire. It's like, mm-hmm. yo, every time we did a track, yeah. it was lit. You know what I mean? Show love. He's really Sunset Park. He's like the Nipsey of Sunset yeah, Park. Sunset Park. Shout out to that. Whoa. You know, and, and having no, lost. But to have, but hold on. But to. His childhood building, he has a store on his childhood building that he grew up. You know, and and, and they show him, like he said, he they show him mad respect, man. And on like that you neighborhood, see that bro, love. You that, see that, that love is that crazy. Love is different, yeah, yeah. Like, you don't see that no more. Like, like they, they ain't hurt. Like that Biggie, yeah. that Biggie type of yeah, that, that like, real, like, that real love, for real. That that yeah. real love, but 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 it kind of segues into the next question because I mean we did a video shoot today. And I mean, nobody had masks on. Mm-hmm. There was, I mean, we had 
you know, almost 20 people there, no mask on. And we're talking about someone who actually passed away from this. I mean, yeah. I mean, you guys had mask on. I had one in the car, but I mean, there's it, still certain times where we had to take our mask. Off. Take it, our is mask is, off, is yeah. it frustrating though? I mean, you know, it's super frustrating. N- you know, knowing someone that actually died from this, I mean, we know multiple people. Right. You know, I know at least ten people. Mm-hmm. You know, in this room, just with Meg and Fred, that's two people. Right. You know, you know, divided by all the other people. So, um, this is a frustrating situation. Uh, navigating as artists, navigating the music industry in this new COVID nineteen situation, and maybe certain people are not taking it serious. A lot of people aren't taking it serious. Uh, They're not, you know. Yeah. I, but it, it's super frustrating because it's like. I still got to get to the bag. I still yeah. So you still got to operate like bills. so. I got to do these things. You know what I mean? And the type of individuals that we are in the field that we're in, those risks are much greater than might be going to a nine to five or being an essential worker. Like right. I'm out here. I'm in a different state. I'm you know what I mean? I'm in a different city today, tomorrow. Yeah. Going back, you know, it it it's hard. It is for me. It is. Final question. Uh, I'll direct this to Cortez. Um, We've seen a lot of artists drop multiple projects in a year. And, I mean, you know, we, we all are raised in the 90s. So it's weird because it's like you only drop, like, an album, like, every year and a half or, like, you know. Do do you think the, the concept of an audience having a small attention span is pushed upon us as opposed to the reality? Um, That's a good question. Uh it, it, it almost feels like a little bit like it's it's like an excuse to like work less, work less. Yeah, it's I mean because because if you th- if you think of the concept, the concept would be get your streams up. So why would you put out multiple albums when you could put out an album that has multiple songs and create more streams? Uh-huh. Well, I also might you see what be, I'm saying. Yeah. Like you know, I mean, I feel like it might be a way to play with the numbers. You know what I'm saying? A little bit, but, yeah. Yeah, because it's just like constant first week releases. You get what I'm saying? But at the same time, look at this era now. Yo, like they look at Lil Uzi like like he's the OG. He's well, like he's a rock star, low key. I mean, you he, get what I'm he saying? Is, but he's only like 26 yeah, yeah, years yeah, old. So about, like, yeah. like when you talk about young, like they really, they really, you know what I'm saying? So they look at it like, yo, by that time I'm his age, I want to have 10 projects out. Yeah. By twenty six, you know what I'm saying, but that's how they, that's how they move, and the fact that they can make music off their phone. You could record a verse in the crib, and yeah. the, you don't need a big studio no yeah. more. Oh, no, that, I can upload it right now. You go to just go to track lid, then uh, clear the sample exactly for like so, two hundred dollars. Like so, that could also contribute to it too, because it's just like yo, I'm constantly making music. Yo, I'm on my phone every day. You know what I'm saying? Knocking verses out, knocking verses out. Yeah. You know, is is the battle rapper concept unfair? You know, I mean, because, I mean, you have multiple projects. I'm not saying you in particular, yeah. but just in general. Is it unfair to label someone as a battle rapper? You know, when it did the day, it's harder to be a battle rapper than a musician. I feel like at first I might have felt that way. But now I just look at it like, yo, I embrace it regardless. It's paid the bills. I haven't had a job in 12 years. Yeah. You understand? I do what I love for a living. I do what I love for a living. I can't complain. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I legit can't complain. You know what I mean? Nice crib, nice car. Mm-hmm. Everything is paid for. You know what I'm saying? My son is fly. Everybody's happy at home. And I'm good. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? I don't owe no bet. Good credit. Like, I'm good. So you can label me a battle rapper. You can label me an artist. You can do whatever. I'm going to get to the bag. 
Yeah. That's it. Um, we've seen the versus thing go on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and we haven't seen like a battle rapper versus. But if Cortez could go into a situation like that. Songs uh, or like rounds? Uh, like my uh, best both, battle rounds? Both. If you could go. If, we haven't seen that yet. Yeah, and I, I'm surprised. <laughs> but, but, 10, 20 battle rounds. I mean, like, but I'm surprised crazy. that we haven't seen it yet. Like, we haven't even seen, like, an off, you know, of that type of thing. But, you know, if, if you could go into that type of situation with battle rap, uh, who would it be? Surf. Surf? Surf. Yeah, round of applause. Surf. Yeah, we're talking about that. Yeah. Shave his plug. <laughs> Big facts. And then when it comes down to songs, because your song game is different than your battle that's where, game. That's, that's where he'll hurt the most. Because he swears his music, I'm different. And yeah. everyone to realize that 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 would be too easy. That would be too easy. Is, is there real like live tension when it comes to the battles? Like, is, is it is it you know, <laughs> it's, it's bizarre. You know, is, is it just, is it real? Like, you know, it's 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 real competitive. Little, little political. Real compa- yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, no, nah, it's not. Sometimes not political. Sometimes I ain't jacking you. You know. what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, no, no. It's real. But at the like same you, time, yeah. but at the same time, I understand you. You're you might be a killer. I might understand that. Like, oh, he's a killer. You know what I'm saying? But I ain't jacking him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Still, I'm going to get to the back. Like I say, man, because you lose a battle, your purse goes down. You win a battle, your purse is double up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah, so that, goes that down. alone, the money should motivate you. Yeah. To double up. Yeah. Round applause for my guests in the building. Cortez, Ricky Bats, and uh, DJ Be Nice. Uh, real quick, shout out your social media. Is there any projects we have coming out? At Cortez underscore Bodega. Nine sixteen. At Ricky Bats, you can go to RickyBats.com. Everything's there. All the music. I got the new Bats Wave Volume Two. The tsunami is out. It's everywhere. New single called Nightmares featuring Cortez. Gang, 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 gang. Be nice. At DJ underscore Be Nice. Uh, got a couple projects out there. Insomnia. Check out Hi Fi at Hi Fi Music. It's us. Yeah, that's right. Uh, shout out to my listeners in Madison, Wisconsin, WWNV, uh, 95.5 on the FM Dow. And, of course, uh, Colorado, uh, always in the building. And WBRK Star 101.7 on the FM Dow on Friday. Shout out to the headphone crew. Uh, Ricky Bass gets mad at me because I don't shout out the headphone crew. But it's pre-recorded. Okay? Uh, listen to me on Sirius XM Shade 45, the Lord Sears Special. This is the infamous album. I'm going to get to this new Nightmares record. We'll be back right now after these quick messages.